Hey guys, and welcome back to the Elite Coaching Podcast. This is episode 22. We're going to start off a little bit of a prep series um, and just talk about, you know, different aspects and elements of prep, both photo shoot and stepping on stage. And we're going to touch on today um, a bit of a mindset episode and just give some really valuable I suppose about the first time the experience from the two of us going through it and then like from a coach's perspective as well some kind of tips and tricks around your mindset and really just some like good identification points um from a mindset perspective as well going through this process um as always joined by our senior coach julia how how are you my friend i'm good how are you good i'm very good like we just spoke about it's we need to stop doing these uh podcasts when we finish so when i have just, well, we both have actually just finished training at the moment we need to figure out times where our mindsets might be a little bit clearer uh no i'm good i'm, I'm really really good and um, very happy with like how everything is moving at the moment i suppose i give a, a small minor update i know I, I hate talking about myself but i think it's always important to give a bit of an update Um, like off season is going really really well at the moment i'm, I'm aiming to start prep around the last week of may Um, so i have like a very short window in front of me to try to put on as much weight and muscle as I possibly can. So it's uh, it's fun, you know, it's, ve- it's very, very interesting to have the dynamic shift so aggressively from like November when I finished prep, when I was in the deep ends of it, all I could think about was food to now when I'm in the off season and it's like 5,000 calories a day, 700 grams of carbs a day. And all I can think about is wanting to diet again, which is uh, pretty, pretty funny, I think, to have that paradigm shift so soon. But um, yeah, no, it's going really well. Very, very happy with um with the set point. Like it's the leanest and the heaviest I've ever been at the moment, which I'm just I'm so happy that where I'm at at the moment, like not starting a prep in a bad position, like holding really good composition, heavier, fuller, a lot more tissue than I had before. Um it's it's a good, it's a good spot to be in. Um, how is your prep going? We did, we did a podcast about two weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, so I think we've got an update for the last two weeks. Yeah. So how has the last two weeks been for you? Uh, they've been really good. I had a refeed day, so you brought my food up and that was fun. Uh, just good to get some more food in the system, more carbs in the system and overall energy since the refeed has been absolutely amazing. And I feel leaner. So kind of just makes me more motivated. Like the leaner I feel and the better I feel like the harder I want to push to get where I want to be. So things are smooth sailing. I, it, was, it was a really good call um, pulling in the refeed when we did, because we saw you know, there's always a want, I suppose, on prep to be refed, right? And we've, we've talked about this a thousand times over the difference between want and need, which we're going to talk a lot about today. Um, but we pushed that refeed in for you and we've just gotten positive response. You know, the scale weight, we're kind of expecting a drop to come, but like regardless, like remove the scale out of the equation, just looking at your physique changes since pushing food in, you'd think we've shifted way more than we have on the scale, which is huge. You know, it's, it's obviously a very positive um focus point that you're you needed to have that refeed and it was put in like at the perfect time perfect amount of food no negative response from it we just really did seek a lot of positive um from there but yeah conditioning has improved a lot since we've pushed that refeed in which is uh which is crazy yeah always exciting to see the efforts of your hard work actually show up <laughs> no it is and it's it's great to see you know like you said the, the reward um of what you're trying to do and just like the the milestones we overcome amongst this process it's like we see a little bit of detail come through like okay we've, we've crossed that barrier we see a little bit more scale we come down or more lines more definition whatever it might be it's just as 
you know, one steps forward. And so the best way to run a marathon is one step at a time. And we're just kind of like taking those steps and strides at the moment, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. So, um, obviously because we're, well, Jay is in the deep, deep ends of it at the moment. And I've just come out of it. The, the conversation today about mindset is such a fundamental. And I think something that is not nearly spoken about enough or the information that is given is, I'm not saying it's not correct, but I think there's very little context behind the information. And we need to be talking more about the mindset of prep because look, let's call it a spade, a spade here. It's a very difficult process to go through. Um, for many different ways, it challenges you physically, it challenges you mentally, but also there is a lot of reward for your efforts. It's a, it's a very reward and um, process driven um, thing to go through. So we're going to talk about today, you know, a lot of different factors, you know, starting off your prep journey, like things that we identify during a prep journey, the end point and exit strategy of a prep journey as well. But what I think we'll kick this off with, Jay, you can start off with this one, dude, is when a client or an individual wants to start off a prep, like the first couple of weeks of coaching, like what are we looking for in regards to mindset or other um, variables that we could kind of say to ourselves, right, this individual is either like on track or there's things we need to do to like fix what's in front of us to get them to where we need them to be to start this journey. So if we have a client come in who wants to start a prep, like the first thing you have to look at is like their adherence to your plan, even when they're not in a dieting phase. So if you're telling your client to get 10,000 steps a day, they have 20 minutes of cardio, their food is at X point. Are they doing that each and every day? Or are they like slipping through the cracks on some days are they not checking each box? Um, are they not communicating with you like through their check-ins or their check-ins late, things like that. Uh, kind of just making sure that before we even like pull prep protocols into place that they are like an athlete and a client who can listen and like execute on their end act like perfectly before things even get tough. Yeah. And that's inevitably where like a, a, what Julie's kind of talking about is like a priming phase comes into play really well. It's like, we'll set these protocols in play and we'll just take a little bit of a step back and we'll just assess and analyze. And like Julia said, and it might seem so simple and it might seem like it's not that important, but if like if Julia programs 10,000 steps per day and you're giving your eight and nine and 12 and 14 and just inconsistencies, actions speak a lot louder than words in that um, situation. And when we're trying to identify like the optimal start point for a prep, inevitably your actions mean a lot because we, we can't just flip a switch and say, right, prep begins today and think all of those things are going to just come into, into alignment. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not even about the diet phase, you know, like dieting is one thing or following your nutritional protocol is one thing. Following your training is another. When you go into a prep, like the mindset aspect of ticking every single box is very important. And you need to have that relentless approach to, nail everything the small little details your water intake your salt target your like your sleep guidelines your supplementation protocols the timings of your nutrition whatever it may be like think about your prep like a like an exam a hundred percent exam and if your mindset is ticking every single box inevitably the result is deemed a hundred percent or it's rewarded at a hundred percent and deservingly so because you've done everything you need to do to get there but every time you take that little step back or you miss a step in the road you're just taking, you know, percentages off that end product and the mindset early on 
to start off a journey like this and just have that ability to do everything at 100%, that's never, it's going to reflect the goal. And as a coach, you know, you can assess this and analyze this and you can look at, okay, if they're not hitting their food or if they're not hitting their steps, can we have this conversation with them and give them an understanding of, okay, you need to do your steps. It might seem like it's only something small or you haven't, you know, purchased this supplement or you haven't been wearing your blue light blocking glasses before bed, or you haven't been, you know, weighing out your salt. They might think it's the smallest minute detail on the planet, but it's not the detail itself. Like it's not like inevitably in the first couple of weeks coaching, excuse my language, you don't really give a fuck about your steps, but it's your ability to execute that we care the most about, right? And it's your mindset to tick the boxes, even when you might not think like it's the right thing to do or it's a necessary thing to do. It's not up to you to make that decision. If we're asking for it to be done, it's for the purpose of, right? When we do get the wheels in motion and your mindset can just carry through, that's when we kind of can see the most positive responses coming from. <clears throat> um, coming from a prep, and I've definitely seen it in the past, you know, some of the most successful athletes that, I've worked with in the most successful prep clients that we brought through photo shoot preps like Julia, a prime example sitting in front of me. Like no matter what phase we're in, it's like relentless execution every single phase because her mindset doesn't really know anything else. That's why she's done so well with her photo shoots and you know why she's going to do very well in her show season this year because of that relentless mindset to just tick the boxes even when some of my protocols she might not agree with or might not love, but you still, it's not the, it's not the point. It's just being able to tick the box. Yeah. And I think it all comes down to like, as like speaking as like a client and as a coach, it's like, how bad do you want to achieve the result you're looking for? You know, um, you can come in and just be like, ah, oh, like, I'm just trying to look to, um, maybe like see what a photo shoot prep is like, you already have the wrong mindset. It's like, it's either you're going to do it and you're going to give it your all and you're going to be great at the end of it and not have any regrets or come in, um, give 90% to it and, not be that happy with how the end the end result comes out. Like you always want to think how you're going to feel on that day of, and did you do everything you could? You don't want to walk into your photo shoot with regrets of like not listening to your coach hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's the concept of pay now versus pay later, right? You know, like you can pay now by making the sacrifice and you can pay now by having that mindset to like Julia said, tick the boxes that you need to tick to deem a very good response at the end or inevitably the pay later is when you step in front of that camera or when you step on stage and only you will know, like your coach might never know, you know, only you'll have that deep down feeling that I didn't give this a hundred percent. And look for some people that might be okay, but I've, I've, I've seen it in the past where a lot of clients have come away from a photo shoot and they've immediately jumped into another prep because they, they understood that feeling of, I should have felt a little bit different because I should have done everything I needed to do to get to this point, And I didn't. And it's, yeah. it's about, you know, we're, we're going to talk a lot about the, the process and why the product is not important. The, the process that we go through is very important, but it's probably a good segue into like enjoyment as well. And um, which we don't want to talk about having the ability to enjoy what you go through and inevitably having a mindset switch to have the pay now mentality of right it's going to get tough. It's going to suck. You're going to be tired. You're going to feel hungry, but you have to enjoy that because you're going to have the realization that when your time comes to showcase, you've done everything you need to do to get there. Right. So what's kind of been your biggest, I suppose your best pieces of advice as well, dude, because it is a process that you enjoy quite a lot 
of being able to enjoy it? Like what kind of triggers it for you being able to have that mindset that right when it gets a little bit tough when I do suffer, like I can still keep a smile on my face. What is that for you? I think uh, this might sound crazy, but like for me, it's honestly just like doing something that I know like 99% of people aren't doing and can't, couldn't do. And like, wouldn't follow through with like kind of just in the back of my head, like not saying that I'm better than anyone, but like, I'm just doing something greater than other people. And at the end of the day, like after I'm done with my cardio, after I hit my steps for the day, I ate my food perfectly at night. Like I go to bed and I'm like, I'm a boss. Like I just did all of that. And that's going to showcase on, on the, the stage It's going to showcase in my photo shoots. Like I am just killing it. And you kind of just have to have that mindset of like, do you want to be a hard worker and like hold yourself to that standard? Or do you want to like wake up the next morning and be like, Oh, like I'm, I'm lazy. Like I'm a lazy person. It's kind of just like your core values. Like what is important to you and how do you feel when you execute this way? Or how do you feel when you execute the other way? And that's just something like I look at myself every day and I'm like, I'm hardworking and like the results are going to pay and it's all going to be worth it in the end. Yeah. It's such a good point to make. You know, it really is that the ability to do what others can't and, you know, to achieve what they could never achieve. You have to be willing to do the things that they're just not simply willing to do. And, you know, there's a very good like cross reference to this, which I'm happy you brought it up because it's something that I didn't want to speak about. It's, the cross reference of that mindset, but then having an ability to, to apply that to anything else. Like if you, if you look at the mindset you just spoke about on prep, like being able to tick the boxes when you know, two weeks in 90% of people would have failed the first day having to do what you need to do, feeling that hunger, the tiredness, the, you know, relentless execution to nutrition, those fine details, people just can't, they can't hang with that heat, you know? And when you're able to do that, and it's, it's more to the fact of being able to do the things that you don't want to do as well. You know, like, look, none of us wants to do an hour on the stairs. None of us wants to go and jump into a hack squat when your food is down low. None of us wants to, at 9 p.m. at night, have to go out and do 2,000 steps because it's on your protocol of what needs to be done that day. But it's being able to cross-transfer that to anything else. Look, if it's saving to buy a house, if it's building a business, if it's studying for college, if it's working on your relationship, working on yourself, if it's moving that relentless mindset into a strength-based goal, it's the it's it's the, the focus point that you have and your your ability to execute when everything is telling you otherwise. And I think that was probably the biggest thing for me of how I can enjoy these processes as well, because I, I understood the cross transfer. You know, I did my first show in 2016, my boss was my coach. So like, imagine like being with me every single day and every day it's like, right, let me see how we look. How has this been going? How has that been going? It's like having a, a full blown check-in seven days a week. But I loved it because what he was able to do for me was really instill that mentality because he was a, you know, a professional bodybuilder. He was one of the, arguably the best bodybuilders to ever come out of Ireland. And I was able to spend like the first three years of my career working and directly underneath him. And obviously that cross-transferred a lot into like my mindset and my ability to coach and all these other factors. But it was the like relentless approach. And I used to like walk into the gym and like at six o'clock in the morning, he'd be getting off an hour on the stairs. I'm like, fuck, like he's already one up on me. Like I have to work harder to get there. But he always said that, I mean, it's the cross transfer you get. He's like, put that into your study and you'll be the best coach in the world. 
you know, put that into your business and you have the best business in the world. Put that, put that relentless mindset that we can teach you in prep and apply it to anything else. But I think it's like, you know, working under like coaches like myself and Julia or me very fortunate to have the experience I had early on, you get exposed to these things where I think a lot of people, they don't have that exposure and they might go through this process and just not might not be aware of the other values that are actually found within this process, not just like getting to step on stage or getting to do a photo shoot. And that probably leads us on to like what I think is quite arguably the most important topic of today's conversation. And that's the, the concept of the, the this what we do, the prep itself. It's it's a process built journey. It's not about the product. And when you're you know thinking of your prep yourself. Obviously, you know, the end goal is a pretty big thing, but throughout your whole journey, like, are you just embracing what's happening or is your mindset just always fixed on that, like, end result? No, my, my mindset is fixed on, like, the current day. Yeah. I'm like, what do I have to do today and right now to, like, know I did everything I did? And then, obviously, those, like, small day boxes that get checked will lead to that end result. Um, but the entire time, I, I, I enjoy prep. Like I, I'm sure you enjoy it too. Like I, I genuinely enjoy waking up each day and like checking all the boxes, feeling really good and knowing I did what I need to do because it makes me, it gives me like a sense of fulfillment. Like I'm working towards something like greater than just going through the motions each day. So I think shifting your mindset from like waiting until you get to that day and just being laser focused on the end um, and just focusing on the day that you're present in is going to be honestly a big tool to being successful in that type of diet or that type of prep is just like living in the moment. You can't live for what's to come. You can only do what's right now. You know, I think this, there is a misinterpretation for when a lot of people start these journeys, right. And they just, they, they start and they have one focus and that's till the end. And they think, right. The reward that I'm going to get out of this journey is the images that I get back. But me and Julia feel very strongly about changing that mindset because we want you to feel the way we feel that yes, you are embarking on this journey and you can have two focus points. You can either be process driven or product driven. If you're product driven, you end up getting quite lost in what you're going through and you might not reap the full reward of what you're going through as well. And what's that saying? I'm going to absolutely butcher this. I know I am. Is you can't you can't see the forest through the trees. Have you heard that thing before? It's like you can't you can only see like what's immediately in front of you. You can't see like the much much bigger picture basically. And I think when you're looking at like a photo shoot prep and they just identify that last very last day and that's all they think about. They're missing the forest and they're missing the beauty of everything that's around them and the opportunities that's around them and they're just focusing on that that one thing and. You know, look, like we spoke about so much, you know, it's about, you know, being an ability to execute. It's yes, it's about an ability to be relentless. But think about it, the mindset that you build, you know, the character that's built throughout a physique based goal. And, you know, have just having that focus of being present in the moment. And um, because what I think a lot of people end up happening is their prep goes by very quickly and you start to prep in January and all of a sudden it's April and your whole journey is gone because you've been so focused on that end goal, you know, you've been so focused on that end product, you've in essence fast-tracked the most important part of the whole journey, which is the process. And you don't have an ability to look back. And I think as well, 
and now we're going to touch a lot on this from a nutritional perspective a little bit later on but eliciting a bad rebound i think we need to be like talking a lot about being present in the moment and enjoying the day and having that ability to you know embrace the suffer and embrace the hardships of prep because you become right focused on now you don't focus on the end you focus on now and that's inevitably where you can enjoy the process a little bit more yeah for sure I I agree completely. If you're just counting down the entire time until it's over mm-hmm. and like, what are you really doing it for? You know, just to, to get there, to like waste a whole like five months of your life to just wish away each day. You have to find some type of beauty in the process or else it's not, it's just not going to be worth it. And maybe that's, it's not meant for you if you have that mindset and it's not something you should be doing. Yeah, no, 100%. I 100% agree. And again, we're, we we know a lot of you know coaches and people that go through these journeys and they just have that one focus point of the end goal. But that's obviously not where their values and air values align. You know, air values are very much so, okay, yes, the product is important. Don't get me wrong. Like when we talk about you stepping on stage, like a lot of what we speak about is your ability to win and your ability to do very well, because we know as an athlete, you have the characteristics of somebody who can do very well in this sport. But although a lot of our conversations are about that, still the vast majority of our conversations are about what you're doing at the moment and being present in the moment and enjoying the process of what you're going through. And, you know, we talk about this like ideology of going into the storm quite a lot, right? It's a conversation that's come up quite a good bit within our focus point and within our day-to-day and, you know, I suppose exchanges over the last couple of weeks. And we, we constantly say, you know, look, you have to go through something tough to reap reward at the end, but we don't want you to get, you know, lost. And as the old saying goes, it's not about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning how to dance in the rain. You just have to learn how to be present, be happy, be, I suppose, having that sense of enjoyment and fulfillment during a time that might seem very tough. And I think for a lot of people that can be like the make or break is that they go into the storm and they don't have the focus that we have of enjoyment and being present. And yes, it's going to be tough. It's supposed to be tough when you're doing X amount of cardio and eating low food and having all these steps to do and having a long runway ahead of you of this type of an approach. It's not supposed to be easy. No one said it was supposed to be easy, but that's when you meet the fork in the road. And you can either go left and you can give up or you can go right and you can focus on right enjoyment, happiness, fulfillment during a time when it's not supposed to be. And people are met with that fork in the road when they don't have an understanding of what we're talking about. And that's probably why one of the biggest reasons why we wanted to have this chat today, because we can bring that awareness. And we, we talk about this all the time with the conversations that we have in camp and with each other on a day to day basis. Like people will seek a lot of value. Because this is what we speak about, you know, day to day. Um, what's your take on that going into the storm? Because obviously it's a big conversation we've been having recently. Yeah. No, um, I, I agree with everything you said. I definitely feel like there's going to be tough days. Like no one's saying it's I'm smiling every single day. Like if anyone follows me on Instagram, you see the days that come on and I'm like today, it stinks. Like there's not every, not every day. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a boss. I'm checking all the boxes. It's great. There is days that you're going to have a little bit negative of a mindset, but it's always just important to like outweigh 
um, the good days with the bad days. So that way it, it makes it all worth it. Like there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, but at the end of the days, your highs always have to outweigh the lows if you want to be successful. Yeah, no, a thousand percent, a million percent. Um, right, let's let's crack on to making some decisions uh, during a prep. So when we're looking at you know decision making process, like you know firsthand from a coach's perspective and athlete's perspective, emotions can kind of fare into this quite a lot, right? Um, what's your take or your perspective on removing emotions from those decision making processes that have to be made during a prep? With removing emotions, I guess as a, as a coach, I'm going to speak as a coach first. Um, as a coach, you kind of just have to think like, if I was this person and I was going through it, would I want them to make it easy on me? Cause they're protecting uh, my emotions and how I feel, or do I want them to do what's in my best interest to get me where I want to be by the end? So always just kind of like removing yourself from the equation and just thinking like what has to be done. Don't think about how they're going to feel. Um, and then also as like a, someone going through prep, I feel like just removing your emotions in general and knowing that like, you're not acting like, yes, I want more food. And my emotions are telling me like, yes, like this cookie would be nice right now. But at the end of the day, do I need it? Or do I just, just want it? Is it just a want versus a need? Yeah. No, a thousand percent. And I genuinely feel that the ceiling of results you get within clients can escalate quite aggressively when you have that ability to remove your emotion as a coach. Because look, I've been coaching you now for two years. You're a senior coach. You're a very close friend of mine. I have a great relationship with you, but I have absolutely no problem making this prep as hard as this prep needs to be to get us to where we want to be. And for a lot of people, they'll find it hard to do that. You know, when we're checking in, I'm like, right, high day is gone, food down, cardio up, steps up. I don't care how hungry you are. We just need to keep on moving to get to the end, to get to the end goal. Because my values, and this is only reflecting on you, my values are with you, but my values are with your results. And my values are with the end product we can give to give you the best possible opportunity to be successful. And if I had an emotional based decision to make and I fed into emotion then I would conflict my values quite a good bit because I'm not doing what's best for the goal anymore I'm trying to protect you which doesn't reflect what needs to be done to, to hit the goal and I think a lot of coaches find it very very hard to do that um, and a lot of coaches will hit their ceiling of progression with clients because they don't have the ability to see past emotion um, and they don't have the ability to remove emotion they just think with emotion and that kind of kind of boils down to the the cut the conversation of emotion and logic and always having like a very logical understanding there's a fantastic book called the chimp paradox and inside the chimp paradox it, the whole book is based on this you know having your emotional uh, chimp on your shoulder and your logical human on the other and they're both feeding in and any decision you make in life, no matter what it is, if it's an emotional based decision, it's not the right decision to make because you acted on emotions using an instantaneous decision with very little thought process for the outcome to go into it. But when you make a logical decision, you always take a step back and you always have that ability to see into the future and see the impact that that decision is going to make. And 
when we look at making changes in prep and we have to remove that emotion, inevitably all we're doing there is we're just making logical decisions because we're not worried about, okay, there's going to be a slight repercussion to this. We're just like, okay, well, the end goal still needs to be hit and we need to make a step forward to get to that point. And with the impact that it might have, we can support to the best of our ability. But if it has to have a big impact, it has to have a big impact because we are focused on one thing and that's moving in the direction that we need to go in. But having the ability to step back, I think is very important. And as a coach, like, look, I get it every day. Well, obviously we're in like the deeper end of prep at the moment. And our first, our first show of the season is on the 8th of April. We the Jay Cutler Classic on the 8th of April. Um, and then we have the PCA Scotland on the 9th of April. So a pretty busy uh, weekend in camp for us. And we have a lot of clients now who are pushing really hard. But every day I get it. Like every day I'm like, I'm tired. I'm, I'm starting to feel hungry. It's starting to get tough. Um, maybe I'm not where I need to be. I need to move faster. I'm going to, you know, and I'm presented every single day with a decision that has to be made, be made. And that's either an emotional one or a logical one. And every single time I, I just take a step back, but I take a step back and I have an ability to see both. And inside that is one of my very first business mentors. It's one of the first books he ever recommended me to read Mark Holtz. Um, he recommended me to read The Chimp Paradox. And it's one of those books that just completely changes your perception on decision making. And it's a phenomenal book to read. I highly recommend, but they teach you a lot in that book to take the step back. And like Julia comes to me or like one of our clients, Sinead, who is getting ready for PCA or other Julia in the States who's getting ready for the Jay Cutler Classic. They're coming to me and they're giving me feedback that they're hungry, they're tired, that all these things are happening. But when I take the step back, I think, okay, well, if I, if I feed into that, what outcome is that going to give me? Or if I have an ability to support what they're going through, but still make my correct decision, the logic is always going to you know, come true as, as more um, prevalent to success. But that's a, it's a, such a big thing to, to have as a coach. And it comes with, you know, I just think years of actually working with people and something that you know i talk about all the time it's coaches have many different tools in their toolbox but one of the best tools you can have is that ability to micromanage the individuals and get the most out of them and sometimes getting the most out of them is actually doing like making it harder for them as contradictory as that might sound because to get the most out of them you have to push them to places that they never thought they'd be before and we talk about this all the all the time the sink or swim mentality like it's just, it's our job to like throw them head first into the deep end, but it's also our job to put the armbands on and to guide them and help them so they don't, they don't sink. But um, it's just having the years under your belt of working with people to get that like micromanagement and to have the ability to be an empath and be compassionate, but also be logical. And like I said, support as much as needed, but do what needs to be done to get to the goal. And um, I think that's a pretty interesting um, concept there. Yeah. And I think, um, you make a good point too, of like, I think you do a really great job at like hearing and supporting and like being there. I know, like, especially for me and, and obviously your other clients too, it's like when I'm going through like a, a bad day and I'm hungry and I'm tired and I like send you a message, just like telling you, um, I think a lot of the times, like it's good to have a coach that you can go to, like, to just literally like hear those thoughts, you know? 
like, you know, exactly what I'm feeling. Like you've done it before. You're, you have a bunch of other clients who feel the same way. And like, you kind of just know how to go like talking me off a ledge or your other clients off of a ledge and just having someone who understands like the emotions you're going through in the moment is great because yeah, like I could complain to like my friends or my family or things like that, but they don't know, they haven't been there. And like, they don't know the ins and outs of a prep, like your coach does. Um, so really just having, I guess, someone, you know, that you can literally just say those things to not saying that you need to change my food or that you need to give me less cardio, but kind of just like having someone who like hears you and sees you is like a huge thing as well. Yeah. And I think it, that, that context has gained from experience and I, I, I fully understand the concept we're going off, slightly off, off course here, but it's a good point to make. I fully get people's understanding of you. You have to be a leader and you have to lead the tribe, but there's many different ways you can lead the tribe. Like you can, you can lead the tribe by your actions and that gains great context, or you can lead the tribe by the results and the precedent you set within your coaching team of your expectations. But trust is a very big part of a coaching relationship and kind of what Julie just spoke about there, like when Jay comes to me and just having a bad day and I have that ability to talk her off the ledge and make the logical decision, she then trusts in me to do that. And I was able to very fortunately gain that firsthand experience going through the process myself. So as a coach, you know, one of the most valuable pieces of, you know, your coaching career or the most impactful thing you can do as a coach is be coached because how else are you going to gain that context? You know, when you go through the process and you have those conversations or you listen to a podcast like this and you hear how we do things, is the only real way you're going to learn it. No textbook is going to be able to teach you those things because why would they? It's not going to have a textbook on how to talk someone off a ledge and prep when they're hungry, right? But it's that firsthand experience of actually going through it yourself and, you know, like I said, I don't believe in the mantra of leading by example, because I think there's many flaws within that focus. But I think there's a, a very big uh, understanding of, of, of trust and, and having the trust when, when the times are tough, your coach has your back. And, when, you know, when you're feeling like you're, you're struggling, your coach is going to be there to be able to help and support. And trust needs to be gained early on. And, you know, when we, when we talked earlier on about like the start point of prep, I think it's very, very important from a client's perspective as well to gain trust in your coach at the start point of prep. Like if they can solve those problems that you were having with your food or with your steps or whatever it might have been, you can gain that trust in them. So as trust accumulates, us as a coach, we trust in you because you're fixing the problems we're asking you to fix. You as a coach trust in us because we have fixed the problems that you ask and what's the core foundation to every relationship it's trust right so when you two both then trust each other as you go as i quote say into the storm together the trust is there on both parties like i trust your ability to handle this and you trust my ability to get you through and it's a very important concept that that we can't ignore amongst this this process yeah 100%. i think trust is huge like just knowing like me as your client like I know that you're doing everything in your power to get me where I want to be and like you as my coach know that like I'm doing everything in my power to get myself where I need to be so kind of just having that mutual um client coach agreement is definitely huge yeah big time um right what I think we'll, we'll touch on now because it's probably a great one to wrap up on it's in the back end of your prep journey 
your focus points. So we kind of have a, two different avenues of thought here and both are going to be applicable. If you've ever done a prep before, you're going to realize which one you've probably gone down. Um, when you come towards the end, you start to focus on the, the end quite a lot, right? And there's kind of two schools of thought here. We can either be quite food focused at the back end. So you're thinking about the meal you're going to have after your prep is done and where you're going to go. And those behaviors start to become more present or you can become quite focused on the sense of reward and achievement that you're going to have. For you, Jay, what's the kind of common traits that you probably see in yourself or just some general advice or help for people to steer on the right path here? And inevitably what I want you to go into as well is what could be the potential negative of going down the other road as well? Um, I would say for me, like I've had luckily and like happily I've had really great uh rebounds and reverses with both of my photo shoots like they went very very smooth and now that I reflect back on how I was able to do that realistically at the in my peak week and like at the end of my preps like I am focused so hard on like my sense of achievement and how good I feel like within myself um and the reward is like finishing it and like now getting to kind of do things with my friends and like maybe go on a trip or like do things like that. I kind of remove the food reward out of my mindset, which is going to be really hard for people to do. Like I fully understand that. Don't get me wrong. Like I had a restaurant picked out that I was going to after I was going to have a nice meal with my friends and like celebrate the night away. But that wasn't the number one thing in the top of my mind. Like there was, like you said, there's two routes you can be thinking about at the end of your prep. Like how good are you going to feel? at the end of the day, or like, what am I going to eat? Like immediately when I'm done um, and kind of just choosing the route of being like, I worked really hard, like that euphoric feeling you have, like walking out of your photo shoot and like being so tired and being like, now I can go eat something like anything. It's the choice is up to me. Um, and I can feel good. So I think when it comes to that last week of your prep, really, really trying your hardest to just focus on like your feelings about yourself and what you accomplished and not the rewards of like food is what's going to lead you into a successful rebound. You agree? A, oh, a thousand percent agree, Jay. Um, such a, such an important thing because look out of, out of all of the positives and negatives that can come from a prep, right? One of the negatives that will be very present within that conversation is the food focus at the back end and the rebounds that can occur. Now, I've said this in the past and I've gotten backlash from it, but I'll say it again because I truly believe in the statement, a rebound is a choice, right? You can choose to have a good rebound or you can choose to have a bad rebound. Nobody puts that food in your mouth. Nobody forces you to eat that food. It's all down to you and the decisions that you make. But, and a big but here, your mindset at the back end of prep can hinder or help that rebound quite a good bit. Now, the, the concept of behavior creates behavior is very important. And if you are on the Stairmaster every day and you're just looking up restaurants and all of your you know, searches on Instagram are food places and food pages, and you have this mindset instilled that for weeks on end, you're just focusing on food, food, food. When your prep finishes, do you think that's going to just go away because you've had one meal or do you think it's going to just immediately stop? Like it's a habit that you create 
and habits are very very hard to break especially if it's a bad habit now it, it's not an easy transition and i do understand this because when hunger is high of course naturally you're going to have a food focus there's nothing wrong with a food focus that's not what we're saying but what's wrong with is people's very aggressive focus on what they're going to have and that consistent search and look up and constantly being present with them because it's a behavior like they're behaving in a certain manner they're looking up their food and that's escalating as time goes past and then when you've had that immediate sense of reward post show usually you have that feeling of it wasn't enough but of course it wouldn't be think about it you've spent three weeks 21 days every single cardio session just looking up food in the even time looking up food pages can one meal off plan really like override that sense and it's not even in a sense of like you wanting to eat more or needing to eat more you just created this behavior it's almost like an addictive behavior that you have in essence created but it can be shifted from a, a change in your perception of the last one way of prep so like we said you've got a fork in the road you've got an avenue to your left that says right focus on your field you can have you to your right says focus on your reward being quite reward focused can massively help because yes you're going to have an element of food focus which we said is not a bad thing but you're so obsessed with what you've done and you're so obsessed with your achievements and your accomplishments and how you're going to celebrate them in a in a respectful manner not completely spurge out and i think what can be protected here is almost at the start of prep having that conversation with your coach or having your coach to have that conversation with you to be like look let's like prevention is better than cure right when we're at the back end this is going to happen so when you are going through that you need to converse with me you need to speak with me and we need to talk about what you've done throughout your journey and what you've accomplished when you get to that finish line and almost just like shifting that mindset from food to reward can be very, very beneficial. Because look, like we said, it's inevitable. Like some people are going to have a bad rebound, right? Some people are going to have a great rebound. It's, it's a choice that you make and you can have a shift in your behavior and a shift in your mindset by just inevitably thinking in a different way. And it sounds so simplistic because it is, it's not that complex. It is quite easy to, to overcome this. And um, because we don't want anyone to have a bad rebound and of course we want everyone to be able to prep have a successful rebound prep again and bring light happiness enjoyment into this process because it's called a process what it is it's a beautiful process and it teaches people a lot about themselves and i don't believe that a prep is a negative thing i think in essence a prep can save more people than it can hurt people but it's the focus that you have at the end it's going to determine which which way you're going to go so just think about your think about your reward think about your sense of accomplishment and you know celebrate what you have every right to celebrate but immediately having like an exit strategy and a new goal to focus on and it doesn't even have to be like bodybuilding related or it doesn't have to be body composition like we said if it's going to be save up for a fucking new car and use your prep mindset you'll have the money earned within a week if you have that relentless prep mindset or if it's study or if it's whatever it might be, like you're just a shift in mindset can help quite a lot as well. Yeah, 
100%. I just feel like when you have like your an empty mind, like going from being on prep for however many weeks you're on prep to then being done with it and not having something that you're working towards at the end, that's kind of when the, the slopes can get slippery to like having that bad rebound, like immediately having your next goal in place. Like, like you said, with like whatever it may be, just to take your mind away from like food is always a really good idea. Look for us, like if we have an athlete, we were speaking in quite a general context there with, with our athletes, we have, right. You finish prep, you've got your recovery phase and we have a rebound phase and we have an improvement phase and we have a diet. We have all these like different phase specificities laid out in front of them. That's what we do. We take control of those phases and we like will redirect our clients. Right. But a lot of people, it's like, you do your prep. All right. Off you go. And again, I'm really not trying to talk bad about my old boss because he did a lot for me and I'm still quite good friends at the moment, but I'll say exactly how it is because anyone who's gone through that, you know, school that I went through was treated the exact same. And when your prep finished, your coaching finished. That's how the, the, the focus was back then. So when you step off stage, it's like, right, you get a handshake, you get a congratulations if you've done well. And it's right, you're going to compete again next year, right? Come back to me then and I'll, I'll see you then where you are. And as a coach, it's a, it's a very, very dangerous um process because inevitably your support is needed most when the when the process ends and um, because that's when it can become quite tricky and we never want someone to feel like they're getting in their car and they don't know where they're going and we want to make sure that there is you no know, destinations to to follow immediately post prep um yeah i never forget that 2016 and 2019 just immediately when prep finishes like right what's next and you, you have to make that decision for yourself. So I really, I understand from a firsthand experience how tough that can be. And I, I can see how a negative impact um, on a rebound can happen quite easily if there's no help and support to follow. Um, it can be it can be quite an easy thing to achieve, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You definitely have to have a plan in place and support systems in place immediately. <laughs> Absolutely, buddy. Right, that was a... Very, very interesting uh, conversation. Is there anything else you want to touch on um, before we wrap up? I don't think so. I think we covered the whole the whole nine. We did indeed. Right, buddy. A big thank you for giving your time. Uh, this is a very insightful episode, and I'm uh, excited to hear the feedback that we, that we get from this. I have a feeling it's going to be a good one. That was great.